Welcome back to another well-played episode. Today, we have Tisha back. Uh, we're going to be talking about bringing competition in the classroom and how that all plays out in the gamified experience. Let's introduce ourselves. I'm going to make sure I collaborate with uh, Tisha here and let her talk first. Hi, I'm Tisha Richmond, and I teach culinary arts at South Medford High School in Medford, Oregon. I'm excited to be here. And I'm Michael Matera, just your overall general gamification Sherpa, trying to do all the heavy lifting for you guys. So let's dive right into it, Tisha. Uh, let's start, let's zoom a little out before we get straight into the to gamified competition. But just in general, like competition in the classroom, before you gamified, you know, what was some of the fears you had, uh, if any, about about that sort of competitive angle? What was your view of competition in the classroom? Well, you know, even before I gamified, I did bring in some levels of competition. It was just isolated experiences. So we would do like chopped competitions, for instance, in the classroom. And really, I had a pretty positive view going into it. Um, and that's, I think, part of the reason why I was so excited about this whole idea of gamification was that every time that we had a competition in class, students loved it and they couldn't wait to do it again. And they'd always ask me, you know, when are we going to do another one of those chop challenges? And it would only be like maybe once or twice a semester. And so when I started, you know, looking into doing this as a whole, you know, gamified experience, um, I was going in with that, that understanding that this is a really great thing and it really brings out the best of my kids. Awesome. Uh, I often get asked questions about competition and, you know, just this, this, this idea of fairness and making people feel bad and, putting people at odds in the classroom and, you know, a teacher should be more about making everybody feel welcome. Uh, and so I think it's a natural fear that a lot of first time gamifiers have or people who don't want to gamify because they're like, Ooh, that's too competitive. And I want my classroom to be warm and welcoming. I think that's the great, like misunderstanding, right? Mm. That through competition, uh, it really can bring people together and bond people together. And our students, our kids are more resilient than that. You know, like a little classroom game does not shatter a student. And I teach 11-year-olds, you know, middle school hormones raging through them. And yet they're still able to understand why somebody has more points than them or why, you know, they are, their team didn't win the, the big competition or one of the micro competitions. And I think there's value in learning that experience too, to sort of lose gracefully and break down what did the winner do? I mean, I, I've helped students analyze other teams so that when we go into the next competition, they, they use that like pure example as opposed to a teacher example. Absolutely. No, I have nothing but positive things to say about competition in my class. I mean, my class by nature is team oriented. It always has been. I teach culinary arts and my classroom is broken up into eight kitchens. And so we've always 
done things as teams. But what I found is that as I gamified my class and I've brought in more of the competitions and challenges, it's really allowed students to see the value that each team member brings to the team. And they are building off of each other's strengths. And it truly does create this more um, kind of family atmosphere in my classroom. Like students are way more bonded and um, just immersed in learning and they are challenging each other. And it's, it's really a pretty phenomenal thing to witness. And uh, I, can't, I can't say enough about it. It's been awesome. Now you mentioned family and that that's like my favorite sort of word to describe the gamified class. Uh, can you sort of expound upon that sort of feel in your classroom? Yeah, you know, um, it's almost hard to explain, but I, students just get really close. There's friendships that are created in my class. Um, just to give an example, I have um, two students that just graduated and they started out in my class as freshmen and now, you know, they went all the way through four years. And I remember as freshmen, uh, they didn't know each other and they were they were in this team together and they were kind of two two students that really didn't have a whole lot of friends at school and they're trying to find their place and they developed this friendship and they became the best of friends and now they're going off to college together and they're both going to culinary school and it's a perfect example of those friendships that are created and what a tight tight bond that that happens and I see that in a lot of you know across the board I see these these really great friendships develop and they're like they're discovering their passions together like they're they're immersed in this world and they um they just become really close and I one of my favorite things to do is when we have any type of celebration or at least you know once a quarter I will push all my tables together. So I have this room with stainless steel wheeled um, tables. And so I can have a lot of flexible arrangements in my class because of it. And so once a quarter, I'll push all of the tables together to make this really big square table. And we'll just have this family meal together and everybody will make a different piece of it. And we'll just eat family style around this big table. And um, sometimes I'll show pictures or slides of you know, what we've done this past quarter and have some reflection time, but it's just a really awesome thing. And, um, and yeah, it just feels like one big, one big family of students. And there really is this true, I mean, it sounds like there's this true bond that happens. Uh, and, and I hear you sort of explain it out that it, it's not, it's not just cause of one component. It's not just the competition, but it's, no. it's this like awesome sort of cornucopia of activities, challenges, you know, uh, epic moments, you know, touching moments, passions. Like you said, they're, they're discovering their passions. They're watching their, their friends discover their passions. And mm -hmm. some of them are, are pursuing it beyond high school now uh, because you've sort of forever changed them. You've sort of awoken something in them that they didn't even know was there. Uh, right. And... And the competition component of that kind of ups the stakes. Um, 
I, I don't know if you've ever, maybe this is a fair analogy, maybe not. I don't know if you've ever tried playing poker without putting any money on the line. Yeah. And it, it just it just doesn't really work, right? Like you play like one hand kind of politely, like, yes, I raise one fake dollar, you know. But then after that, it's like, well, I might as well go all in. Like it doesn't, none, right. of, this, none of this matters. But it's weird, right. like if you change it just a little bit. I mean, even if I only put $2 on the entire game, if we're able to get like right. $50 worth of chips for just $2 buy-in. So at, at most, I'm going to make like eight bucks tonight or mm-hmm. lose or lose $2. All of a right. sudden, I actually like, calculate my moves and think about like no i better fold this hand like there's only two dollars on the line and i'm still going to actually treat it with with more care and more respect and and truly try to get into it and i think this is where kind of a gamified class versus a regular class that's sort of the analogy i'm trying to make there that regular class is sort of with no game nothing at stake in the game um kids will walk through your class kids will do it you know kids will do the homework kids will do the projects you're going to produce what needs to be produced, but it, it's sort of soulless without that something on the line. And I think that that's a little bit what that competition does. And it just right. sort of, it just sort of amplifies everything that happens in your class. And then right. that's, that's where those passions can come alive because totally. the student themselves is, is more alive. Absolutely. And I, you know, at the end of the year, I have this reflection time where we just talk about, I ask them questions and, um, I actually did it kind of um, apples to apples style this year. And I don't know um, if anybody's heard of the, oh goodness, it's called the Game of Story. Um, uh, Bretzman's cards you can buy for PD. I kind of took that concept and created these reflection questions to talk about with my students. And I wish, I wish, I wish that I could have videotaped that time together because students were saying and reflecting on all of the things that I see happening in my class, they realized it was happening and they, they would say things like, I have been able to be more creative. I love the team aspect and the collaboration that happens. I love that we all brought out the best in each other. They were saying all of these things that I see, nice. but they saw it. Like they realized that that was happening, which was really powerful. And, um, one of the things that I love is that in my class, I'll just use my culinary two class for an example, because I do both my culinary three and uh, two classes a little differently. But in my culinary two class, I mean, it's very hands-on environment. So my students are in kitchens creating every day. And so every day is kind of a little bit of a mini challenge because every day they are given the task of completing this recipe or this this thing that they're making, and then they have to present it to me every day. And then I give them face-to-face feedback on how it turned out. They try it, I try it, and then they have an opportunity each day to earn a badge, a product quality badge. And so the top scoring teams are gonna earn this, this badge that holds experience points. And so it's really neat, and I when I do this reflection time at the end of the year, Students said, I love that you do that because it's really, it challenged us every day. Like if you wouldn't have done that, we may not have put that much effort into it, but we loved being challenged to bring our best. And we loved bringing it to you and having that reflection time and talking about it. And 
that was really kind of validating to me to hear them say that, that that really pushed them to have that. And then at the end of each unit, I have what I call a master um, chef challenge. And I take a concept or a, a technique that they learned within that unit and I have them do it, do, uh, do that method, but without any type of instruction. So like, let's say we were in the pie and pastry unit, they would have to make a pie crust, but I would not give them any instructions for making this pie crust. They would have to just make it based on their understanding of it. And then what I tell them is not only do I want you to make this, I want you to blow my mind. Like I want you to make something nice, absolutely take... crazy, amazing. And I'm going to bring in an authentic, authentic audience for you. I'm going to bring in your other teachers from around the campus and staff members, and maybe even bring in a few restaurant owners or food truck owners to try um, your dishes and to be judges. And so I set up a judging table. And what I love is that when I first announce this challenge and I tell students they're going to do this, they look at me with this complete shock look like, <laughs> oh my gosh, what? Like you're going to have me make this without a recipe? Like that's crazy. And then as they go into their kitchens and they start collaborating and talking and, and they're like, wait, we do know how to do this. We can do this. We, we've got this. We can make this pie crust. And then they realize we don't we don't, it's not even that we don't, uh, that we can make this pie crust without a recipe. Like we can be pretty creative. Like we can, we can make something that's going to blow their minds and they really do start to feel empowered and you can see it happening. You can see the wheels turning and that change from shock and fear to empowerment when they realize, oh my goodness, like we are going to blow their minds. And they do. And when I see those students come up to the judging table with their dishes, it is the cutest thing ever. <laughs> I you. I like, these high school kids, you know, these big, like, you think about every, every type of high school kids you can imagine. And they're coming up with these dishes, just so, so proud. And they come up with these like elaborate descriptions of their food and, um, they stand there and it's so funny because the judging panel feels a little self-conscious because they're all like just standing, hovering over the judging panel, like waiting, you know, like, what are they going to say? What are they going to say? And like, you know, I say, you can go back to your kitchens. It's okay. But they just want to hear what they have to say about their dishes. And, and it's really neat too, because you see other teams come over and not be, um, you'd think like with a competitive type environment that students would be like, you know, after each other or like wanting to beat the other team, which they do. But what, what I find is that other teams will be like, oh my goodness, that's so awesome. Like, how did you do that? And oh, that's wow. You just totally knocked that out of the park. So you, it's competitive yet teams are supporting each other and acknowledging the awesomeness that they're doing, which is really, really cool too. And um, it's, I mean, it's one of my favorite parts of the gamified class. Like I love to see students just feel empowered and all of those things, the collaboration, the creativity, like all come together to make these amazing, amazing dishes. It's, it's really powerful. I absolutely love it. No, I mean, I love how you describe both the, the, the sort of the supportive collaborative nature of your gamified class. And I think that's been 
<clears throat> excuse me, that's been the, the experience I've noticed in my class where, sure, kids want to win and kids are passionate about the, the things they create, but they're also equally sort of surprised by what others do and intrigued by what others do. And mm -hmm. the amount of like peer-to-peer -peer learning in my class has gone through the roof in the gamified class, right? There's right. so many times where I hear kids say exactly what you said, where like, oh my gosh, how did you do that? Teach me that, you know, technique or what app did you use to create that? Or, or how did you make that? Or what's your mm -hmm. recipe for this? And it's so fun to hear kids kind of get electrified by that. And, and what you're talking about is self-directed learning there. I mean, you're talking mm -hmm. about kids seeing something they want and then like having this generation of kids that know that they can learn it. So just like tell me how to do it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to like replicate that. I'm gonna try to put my own spin on it, and it's so cool. And I've seen kids do that too, where they learn a technique somebody else told them, taught them, and then come back with their own flair to it. And then then the originator of it sort of compliments them on like their new take and spin on that particular technique. It's so fun to see that happen in the class. I absolutely love it. It really is. Yeah, it's it's a pretty awesome dynamic. And I can tell you that bringing in an authentic audience has really been amazing as well because you see these kids that may really struggle in other classes. You know, maybe they are not the best math student or English student, but then you bring in their teachers to judge this competition and these teachers get to see them shine in an area that they didn't even know that they could shine in. And students are really proud of that. They're really proud to show um, other members of our school community, what they can do. And also when I bring in people from industry, you know, and they are able to judge and give feedback to what my students are making, it becomes really relevant and it's pretty powerful for students to, to be able to, to present their food to these people that otherwise wouldn't have a chance to see how they shine. Yeah. And that's a whole nother layer of the gamified class. And this piece of competition is when you have these authentic judges come in. Uh, and I, I think both of us would totally tell you go out and do that. It's super fun to involve other people in your game, whether they're judges in Tisha's case, or I have, uh, I use some of the other teachers in my grade and in my school within my game. So sometimes I hide something in their classroom where there's like kind of a secret symbol they're looking for. And then like I put it on a teacher's desk and sometimes kids see like see the symbol and then they realize like, oh, I have to ask Tisha the question. If I ask Tisha the question, then I get the answer that unlocks the next quest or something, you know. But all of a sudden, okay. your, cl your classroom that's not gamified at all, well, this is my example. Yours is gamified. You're now involved in my game. Students are kind of excited. And then all of a sudden, students are sort of looking for things and are excited about going into any classroom. Like, they, they could happen anywhere. Uh, so really, you know, connect with other teachers in your building. Uh, and you can you can use that, too, in, in, your, in your game. And it's going to be awesome. I love that. I'm going to have to do that next year. Hide a symbol. In someone's class, I think that's an awesome idea. It's fun. I uh, I've done that. I do that in two different quests, and it's it's so fun when students see it and then they like light up. And then I had one where the last 
piece to my game, the last uh, adventure path you can go on, is this sort of additional sort of scavenger hunt, hard to figure out, and you're like halfway through the scavenger hunt, and then the password to get into the next and sort of final stages of this quest, which is huge point-wise. It's a game changer if you can make it to the end. Uh, the The password to get in is actually had been on my uh, board outside my room. Mm-hmm. We have these little like placards that you can slide in like, this is Mr. Matera's room, you know, and a lot of teachers just use it to display their schedule. I took that out and made a little poster, but at the bottom of the poster in the tiniest of tiny fonts is the password you need. And it's been there all year. That's funny. <laughs> and uh, it's funny when kids finally like figure it out and they're like, oh my gosh, that's been there all flipping year. And you were like, yep. And you've never noticed. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I love it. That's definitely something I want to add more of into my game next year. Those little Great. things. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. And on, speaking of competition, competition can actually help make some of these game mechanics run smoother. So in the example I just gave, if one of my students figured that out, that that's the password, the way I structured the the sort of uh, mystery searching that they're going through here is it was a sort of treasure they could get at the end that they divide with everybody that gets to the finish line. So you, oh. so you're less, you don't want to like necessarily share that with everybody. So that's a one way I get around having middle schoolers just say, yeah, and the password's right there mm-hmm. because they're hoping that like by Friday, they're the only ones. Cause then it's divided by one as opposed uh, to divide by, you know, 50. That's, a, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got You got to think a little tricks like that. And that's a, that's, yeah. a, that's really helpful when you can structure it that way. Uh, that's very cool. I'm definitely got my wheels turning. I'm, I want to add some of those elements and that's what, and that's what, you know, is so fun about this whole gamified experience is that you're always inspired by new ideas and always wanting to add just new elements as you go along. So excited about this upcoming year i know it's so fun to sort of tinker with your classroom tinker with the competition i mean like having that structure run in the background allows you to do so many other creative things you you, i don't think you can do without that competition um you know from in your class different like cooking competitions different ingredient challenges different handicaps that you could give a particular team you know uh you that that wouldn't make sense in a non-gamified class. People would just be like, "What is going on? Why, well, you know, <laughs> why can I only cook with my left hand or something today?" You know, but totally in the gamified class, it's like, "Oh man, this other team paid all this XP to make it so that you know you can only use your left hand today. That's going to totally slow you down." Yeah, uh, that all of a sudden makes sense in a you know, no, but absolutely, it, you can't do that otherwise. So. Just for fun, I sort of loaded up this survey I did with my students um, just to sort of point out to to the people out there that are worried about adding competition to their class. Um, And reading through some of them and seeing overwhelmingly the things the kids liked were the challenges. The things the kids liked were the the most competitive moments in my game. It's where it is direct head-to-head. And one of the questions I I love and I've always put on my surveys since I started teaching was, 
to write six adjectives, nouns, or verbs that would best describe Mr. Matera's class. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun to see what they like sort of pick. But here's here's several of them that like put the word competitive in there. So you're like, ooh, is that like negative? Maybe they're listing it as negative. But then you read the other five words and it's exhilarating, um, um, in, intense, awe-inspiring, incredible, fascinating, surprising, fun, you know. Um, that would be a great word cloud. Have you made that into a word cloud? Yeah. I, uh, a couple of years ago, I made it into a word cloud and then made a poster. Um, and <laughs> Dave Burgess put it in one of his presentations. He says, you know, Mr. Matera does this. It's you know, a great way to hear where, you know, the pulse of your class. And one of the people in the crowd noticed, because I just straight took all the words from the students, didn't edit anything. <laughs> one of them, really tiny, because only a few students put it, it says biscuits. <laughs> and so after like a year and a half, two years of Dave having this in his presentation, he writes me and he says, biscuits? What's, what's, <laughs> what's that all about? And uh, being a middle school teacher, you often try to like, say things to students in sort of a little different way so that they they kind of laugh at it right and so some kids were being kind of loud and crazy when when it needed to be a quiet time it was like a work time that they really were doing independent work and so one time i just joked with the students i said you guys got to be more like gravy and less like biscuits and they were like what are you talking about (laughs) and i'm like you know gravy just sits there all placid and gross looking and like biscuits are in a basket with the fun little like checkered plaid and it's like a disco. <laughs> and the, so the rest of the year, kids just kept saying, are we being biscuits or are we being gravy right now? And it just kind of became our thing that year. So some kids put it on their survey. Food analogies. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so uh, I mean, basically, let's uh, wrap this up here. And uh, we got to do a little reflection time. And I think the best to reflect here is because, again, striking at the heart of people that are fearful of adding this competition, my question for both of us is do we think our games are fair? Yeah, I know. I absolutely feel like um, I feel like they are. And I feel like that the competition is a very, very positive thing in my class. And again, I see it. I see all of the, um, the collaboration that happens around it, how it brings out the best in each of the players. I see the excitement and the, just the immersive learning that's happening. Um, and again, I think that like, as I was saying at the end of the year, when I had this reflection time, that was all validated by the the things that students were saying to me as they were reflecting on the year. And in every single case, when they talked about competition, they talked about it in a positive way. And I think really what I see is that through this competition, students are seeing their, what the value that they bring to the team. They truly are seeing how each member is needed. Each member is playing a really vital role and the team does not work as fluidly together when one of those components are missing. And so I think that is one of the most positive elements or things that I see in my class is that students 
see their value. They see that they are important and they are needed by their teammates. That's nice. That's a good answer. Now I have to try to follow that answer. That's tough. (laughs) So if you guys want to quit listening now, I understand. That was just just a good one. Uh, I'm going to say for me, uh, fairness is huge. And I tell my students at the beginning of the year, I promise that I don't care who wins this game. I'm out to just be fair. I'm sort of like the computer and I'm just going to be as fair as I can. I talk to my students about how fairness rests in the opportunity. So it's not equal, but you all had equal opportunities. So kids will say, you know, at the beginning of the year, kids will say like, why do they have this badge and I don't? And I'm like, it is fair. Like you all had the ability to go on that quest. You know, Susie chose to go on the quest and got the badge. You, You didn't. And now she has it you don't you could go on the quest like and get it like you know what to do um so i really try to like talk to kids through that fairness and what i've noticed is over the course of the year kids get it and i also think the game itself is a better reflection of real life um kids leaving my class have a i think a better grasp on the fact that kids that work harder put more time in you know are more dedicated to the game and the subject outperform other students and I'm, I'm talking about outperform in the game sense because my game points are very public and the badges are public not the grades but i mean i think kids get it and maybe, maybe that's something we should think about in terms of school not making all those things public but making it a little more transparent that the kids that are dedicated and working hard kind of have a leg up so absolutely I totally agree. But I guess to plainly answer the question, yes, I think my game is fair. <laughs> but of course, of course, no one's listening at this point because your answer was super good and they just, Stop. <laughs> they, they just shut it off. So Tisha, thank you so much for collaborating with me on this whole topic of, um, of uh, competition in the classroom. It's been fun. I love talking about it. I love the gamified class, so... Happy to chat anytime. Awesome. Uh, Everybody, as always, stay connected. Share your ideas with us on explorelikeapirate.com. Hashtag wellplayedyou. Hashtag xplap. Tisha and I are both the hosts of xplap, a weekly chat. So check that out. Uh, Also, I just started a YouTube channel. You guys can subscribe there. And, you know, comment there or any of these other venues. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. And help you guys out and build out your gamified class. Awesome. Thanks, Michael. No problem.